It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. All right, we welcome you to episode number 208 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I am your host, Chris Russell. And as I record this, it's late Monday afternoon, April the 15th, 2019. That means two things. Tax day, one, uh, and getting your clocks cleaned uh, because of new tax codes and laws like I did. Uh, Number two is the Redskins among... Other teams without a new head coach were finally able to report back to work in an official capacity at Redskins Park on Monday morning. So those of you that are kind of paying attention to how the business of the NFL works, you know that when they settled the lockout in 2011 and they came to terms on the new CBA, that changed a lot of the offseason conditioning program and offseason work and schedule, and requirements, and mandatory, and non-mandatory, and blah, 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 blah. Well, we've been at this for, what, six years, seven years, whatever it is, and basically you should kind of be familiar with how these things work. They are completely non-mandatory, strictly voluntary, whether you believe that they are truly voluntary or not kind of depends on where you weigh in. Most of you defend the player. Uh, I'll defend the team and say there is no reason why players should not be there. You have a three-month vacation from the time your season ends. In some cases, a little bit shorter. There's no reason why you should not be there, barring some sort of medical emergency that can be documented. Now, that's just me. But here are the official rules via the NFL PA. The workouts again started two weeks ago for teams with a new head coach. They are strictly voluntary. There is a maximum of four workouts per week. They cannot work on the weekends. One week being a mandatory mini camp, uh, you, you know, which, which is again the fi- usually the final week of the offseason program. Now, contact work is prohibited in all workouts, and they specify live blocking, tackling, pass rushing, bump and run, that type of thing. They say intensity and tempo of drills should be at a level conducive to learning with player safety, spelled wrong on the NFLPA website, as the highest priority. Specifically, phase one, which began today for the Washington Redskins. They say four hours a day, two weeks, and it's limited to strength and conditioning activities or dead ball activities as they define it. Only strength and conditioning coaches allowed on the field. Again, no usage of the ball, no teamwork, no anything like that. 
They also specify a 90-minute max on the field. Clubs can only specify two hours for players to be at the facility. Not sure exactly what that means uh, and how they work that because they also list four hours a day. Oh, I so players choose the other two hours for weights. So basically, I guess a player could come back and forth, that type of thing. Again, these a lot of minutiae in the rules. The bottom line is, is teams have to adhere to this. And if they don't adhere to this, and if they don't specify to this, and if it's proven that they did not, and there's documented proof, or if somebody makes a complaint that the Redskins violated this, or any other team violated this, they could lose certain OTA days, certain mandatory practice sessions. They could lose draft pick compensation. It has happened. It's happened to the Baltimore Ravens. It's happened to the Seattle Seahawks. I believe it's also happened to the Patriots, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Phase two will begin in a couple of weeks, and that is where you can actually get on the field. And, you know, it's football. Coaches are allowed to be on the field. And basically they can work in individuals uh, and individual unit type situations, but you can't basically be seven on seven, 11 on 11. So that's where we are. The Redskins are back uh, at the facility on an official basis. Now, as you probably would guess, there are many Redskins players, some, maybe many might be too strong, but some that live in the area that stay here year round and work out at the facility all the time because they can. However, what they're not allowed to do, what legally they're not allowed to do, is basically have meetings with coaches. They can talk to a coach in an informal type setting, but basically no film sessions, no sit-down meetings, no, um, I guess, X and O type situations, that type of thing during the offseason, which begins whenever your season ends until today. So there you have that. Uh, There was a video that the Redskins circulated around, among others, Case Keenum, who looks an awful lot like Alex Smith. I fell for that. Yes, indeed, I did. Uh, Initially, as it was pointed out to me, Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, Darius Geis were among the players that I saw there. I didn't see Josh Norman. That doesn't mean that he's not there. Uh, That was simply a hype video clip. Now, that we have that situation settled. Let's get to this. As you know, the Redskins are hosting Will Greer, the West Virginia quarterback, tomorrow, or meaning Tuesday, April 16th, and Heisman Trophy winner and Oklahoma quarterback on Wednesday, April 18th. We did a lot about that uh, on uh the last couple of episodes towards the end of last week and spent a lot of our last episode, episode number 207, on the fact that Reuben Foster had been cleared by the National Football League. But at this time, we get little bits of information about players, certainly, that are visiting. As we mentioned, the quarterback visits. We know the Redskins have been heavily involved in that market. It also seems like they're paying an awful lot of attention, as they should be, to the offensive line market. 
This news came from Adam Schefter of ESPN on Monday. Washington State offensive tackle Andre Dillard has worked out or visited with the Redskins. Schefter wasn't specifically clear uh, in his description. Uh, But either way, he's either worked out or visited with the Redskins, meaning a trip to Redskins Park. And among other teams, he's also met, visited, worked out for, however, again, you want to kind of label it. Some do both. Some do individuals. It doesn't matter. Packers, Bengals, Texans, Bills, Jaguars, Vikings, Panthers, Titans, Ravens, Dolphins, Jets, Giants, Falcons, and Chargers. Basically, Andre Dillard is a very, very, very popular young man, an offensive tackle prospect to kind of take a look at, and a lot of teams are interested. So, with that being said, what we're going to do next here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 208, is we're going to tell you all about Andre Dillard. We're going to give you all of the measurables, all of the numbers, the statistics, the rankings, the uh, breakdown from profootballfocus.com and their annual NFL draft, and as well SIS, Info Solutions, and their draft guide. We're going to give you all the numbers you need to know, as we do on a lot of these prospects, via Inside the Numbers. That's coming up for you next, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Make sure you follow at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, as well at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. And as well, don't forget, we have running this week on the Locked on NFL channel, our team by team mock draft with all sorts of analysis. I picked for the Redskins, of course, at number 15. You'll have to go there to see who I picked. We'll tell you in a couple of days because we want you to go there and we want you to listen. And I gave my reason and analysis. And again, of course, it was dependent on who had been picked ahead of me. So uh, make sure you go check out that on the Locked On NFL channel right here on the Locked On NFL Network and Locked On Podcast Network, and the Locked On Redskins podcast. we got a lot of stuff going on as we inch closer and closer to Nashville next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It is the NFL Draft, and we have it covered for you right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is episode number 208 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us right here on Locked on Redskins. Again, don't forget to check out the big old mock draft going on this week. Locked on NFL has you covered. Make sure you follow at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net, on both Twitter and Instagram for all your NFL team coverage And away we go. Oh, and don't forget to check out the new Himalaya podcasting app. Personally personally curated is what he wanted to say in English. Playlists and more. And then you can download one more way. The Locked on Redskins podcast or any Locked on podcast. There you go. All right, let's get to it. 
We mentioned Andre Dillard has met or worked out for the Redskins, first reported by Adam Schefter of ESPN, among a bunch of other teams. We ran down the entire list. My buddy, uh, draft analyst Robbie Duncan, a former college offensive lineman, I believe at Old Dominion University, if I remember correctly. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. He's got lots of good stuff uh, and a big Redskins guy at Robbie Duncan, O-L, at Robbie Duncan, L, uh, O-L. Uh, he says, quote, Dillard is as smooth a pass protector as I've seen coming out of college, end quote. So that's good. So the Redskins have interest in not only Andre Dillard, but also, as we mentioned, late in episode number 207 over the weekend, Caleb McGarry uh, of Washington. Uh, They also have some interest in him. I know they've also met with Chris Ledstrom uh, out of Boston College. Certainly the guys that can play guard make all the sense in the world. But some are kind of questioning and wondering, and we mentioned Mark Bullock of The Athletic, why they might be having interest in offensive tackles. Well, I can tell you why. Uh, Number one, Trent Williams is basically hanging on by a thread most years. Morgan Moses is basically hanging on by a thread both years, uh, most, most of the year. And while they're good and while they're quality, they're getting up there in age. And the Redskins have to develop somebody. And the Redskins have to get somebody in the pipeline. Now, you might say, well, wait a second, why... They drafted Jaron Christian last year. Yeah, absolutely they did. They need more than one guy because so far, Jaron Christian has proven that he can't play. He's not strong enough. He's not adequate at all. Not adequate at all. And he might not even make the roster if he doesn't significantly improve in training camp and in the preseason, quite honestly, even as a third-round pick out of Louisville next year, which would be a disaster. But that's the reason right there. They can't depend on Trent Williams for anything more than 12, 13 games, somewhere in that range, basically hanging on by a thread. Morgan Moses, as solid and as sturdy as he is, and as tough as he is, and I'm not trying to be a jerk here, he's always rolling around on the ground. He's always banged up. It's a physical sport, obviously. And there's no guarantee that you get a long-term contract done with Brandon Sheriff either. I mean, they can talk about how they want to. They can talk about how they are talking. They can talk about all of that stuff. It doesn't mean that they're going to come to an agreement. And Sheriff going into the fifth year of his career and his contract coming off of a significant injury, there's no guarantee that Sheriff is going to be what he was before the injury. And a lot of people have Sheriff rated higher than I do. I mean, I think he's good and at times very good. I've never thought consistently that he was dominant. Never thought that. Sorry. I'm just being honest. Uh, he's he's good, and he's very good at times. And at times, especially on screens and blocks out in space, he's dominant. He's not a dominant run blocker ever. Ever. Sorry, he's not. Except when you pull him out into space, and he can take on somebody a lot smaller on the run. Just just being honest. Now, Andre Dillard, uh, just to go back to him. According to ProFootballFocus.com and their annual draft guide, which is available right now uh, on their website, ProFootballFocus.com, 
Dot-com. I highly, highly suggest you get it. It's downloadable, very easy. Uh, profiles and metrics on every player, as you would come to expect from Pro Football Focus. 65315, 85.1 overall grade from PFF last year in 985 snaps. Now, they have him graded as a 98.9% pass block efficiency. That is not out of 100, just so you know. Uh, and that ranks sixth in the class, 88.8% in run block success. That ranks 84th, which seems pretty low, but I'm just going to trust them. On snaps per inside pressure, in which he allowed inside pressure, uh, you know, on a per snap basis, 106.9, that ranked 21st in this draft class. Snaps per outside pressure, 106.9. That ranked 12th in the class. He was number one in snaps per bull rush pressure, not allowing any. So on the bull rush, Andre Dillard hung in there and did not allow uh, any pressure. 33 and a half inch arms, 10 inch hands, 24 on the bench press, and an athletic 4.96 on the 40. Now, let me give you something from SIS because the more numbers and the more information you have, the better. Of course, you know, Washington State, where Dillard played, they played that wide air raids offense. So, a lot of times he's doing it without a tight end chip, uh, without a lot of double teaming, uh, which to me is an intriguing skill set to have in today's NFL meaning you're not trying to maul people at the point of attack with a lot of combo blocks and a lot of two-man tandem blocks like the Redskins have tried to do forever and ever and ever, and they stink at for the most part. Uh, So a lot of times he's in the two-point stance, and he's just rocking back. And a lot of times he's quite honestly doing it on his own without a lot of chipping help. Uh, 42 career games, started 39 of them, all at left tackle. Again, as you would pretty much guess based on the numbers and the metrics we just gave a really good athlete good athleticism good agility change of direction quickness and all that um as sis points out and again the numbers back up these metrics uh very good out of his stance smooth fluid uh kind of you know just a good looking athlete a polished mechanics good uh however they do cite that his hand placement is a little bit inconsistent uh and Overall, he has a good mirror ability, which you need to be able to do as pass rushers try spin moves and inside rips and uh, all of that stuff. Now, in the run game, uh, as they point out in SIS, and again, the numbers would back this up that we gave you from Pro Football Focus, uh, because they threw the football on at Washington State and run the ball a whole lot. But uh, Dillard, again, Pretty relative, uh, you know, limited reps in terms of the run blocking, um, but good in the screen game. Uh, and again, doesn't have much experience in that combo blocking area that we were kind of talking about working with tight ends. Now, the Redskins, I think, are going to be a lot more wide open in terms of their offense this year. Now, they're not exactly going to be an air raid offense, uh, but they are going to do less, I think, less power blocking uh, at times. Uh, and more of a spread option attack uh, with featuring the RPOs just because that's where the league is going. And if you can run and be heavy when you want to, i.e. with Adrian Peterson or Darius Geis, 
you can still do the combo blocks and the tandem blocks and all of that good stuff and the power run game and some pulls when everybody's healthy. You can still do that, but you can also still have a spread attack with a lot of jet sweeps and motions uh, and basically a variation of the air raid offense. Again, I wouldn't expect an air raid offensive attack uh, like they do at Washington State, like they do at so many other uh, programs, but you get the point. Uh, as far as Dillard goes the rest of the time, um, according to SIS, he has a blown block percentage in 2008, uh, in 2018 of 0.44% of the time versus the run, uh, versus the pass and 1.12% of the time versus the run. So again, that kind of tells you a little bit more about what kind of prospect you're getting. If you want a guy very good in pass blocking and raw in run blocking, Andre Dillard is probably going to be your guy. Uh, when running to his gap, according to SIS, they... Washington State running backs got 4.7 yards per attempt, 2.1 yards before contact, a positive run percentage of 54.5% of the time, and an expected points allowed per attempt of 0.14. Seems to be a lot more experienced in zone run blocking than gap run blocking or man blocking, if you will. Uh, And again, I think what you're getting here is a polished smooth athlete that a lot of teams are going to have a lot of interest in especially because you know the position is still such a premium position number one he could probably play right tackle at first and you know there could be a run certainly on guys like Jonah Williams and Cody Ford uh, at the top of the draft and the guys that are you know at the top of the class, and if you don't get that guy, say, late in the first round, you might be looking at a guy like Dillard as the third or fourth best offensive tackle in this particular draft, and you might even have him ranked a little bit higher, kind of depending on what you want your scheme and the fit. All right, so that's some intense inside the numbers on... Andre Dillard of Washington State, who has met with the Redskins and uh, probably about 13 or 14 other NFL teams. All right, that's going to wrap up this segment. Uh, We wanted to make sure we got that in as we try and bring you a profile of as many of these guys as we can as we approach the NFL draft. Coming up next, we'll spin you a little bit around the NFC East and an interesting development for the New York Giants as it revolves around their quarterback position. We'll tell you what their current quarterback had to say and what it might mean for his future. And also, there's a big rumor out there now, some speculation, let's call it, about an entrenched quarterback who might not be there for much longer. That's next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 208. So we mentioned the New York Giants. Of course, they sit at number six. Everybody thinks they need the quarterback of the future. They're right. 
Um, doesn't appear that Kyle Lauletta is necessarily going to be in the good graces after getting arrested last year uh, and being dumb. Uh, the quarterback out of Richmond, who a lot of people thought the Redskins were going to draft, uh, ultimately the Gi- Giants drafted him in the fourth round. Now, Eli Manning certainly getting up there, inconsistent performances. Now they lose Odell Beckham. He told the media at Giants workouts today uh, and this is via Art Stapleton who's covered the Giants forever quote I figure the Giants are going to get a young quarterback I understand that my job as I see it is to go out there and play quarterback and win football games Uh, and to that point the Giants at number six hosting Ohio State's Dwayne Haskins on Monday Uh, and according to the report was out in full force at Haskins Pro Day that's from Art Stapleton now it's been said many, many, many times in many ways that by many reporters and a lot of speculation that the Giants do not want Dwayne Haskins. Yet here they are meeting with him and Stapleson, Stapleton saying that they were out in quote unquote full force at his pro day. So you decide what you want. I would say that they absolutely have interest as well they should. I think he would be a good fit uh, in their offense with what they want to do. And one last thing. Uh, And again, depending on when you listen to this, you may know or not know. uh, It's unexpected to happen. But Russell Wilson has set a Monday night deadline to get a contract extension done. He's going into the final year of his deal. His agent has been meeting with the Seahawks trying to get a deal done before this deadline. Certainly, it's an artificial deadline. He wants his future uh, money, again, tied to the salary cap. Uh, He could be franchise tagged, as we all well know, with the quarterback position next year. So maybe he's not going to get exactly what he wants. The bottom line is, is there's been some speculation by Tyron Matthew, of all people, that he wants to play in New York uh, because he wants to be like Good Morning America and all this stuff. Of course, we know his wife is a celebrity uh, and, you know, Seattle is probably not the best place for them to be. But that's where Russell Wilson grew up. In terms of his NFL career. Now, interesting, he is from Richmond. He is from Richmond. And the Redskins, Mike Shanahan, I know this for a fact. Mike Shanahan wanted him very badly in the 2012 draft. And if he was there in the fourth round instead of being snapped up in the third round, I absolutely believe uh, that Mike Shanahan and the Redskins would have taken Russell Wilson over Kirk Cousins. Now, as it turned out, either one turned out to be uh, very good, but Russell Wilson is on a different level and certainly held in much higher regard. Now, he's also had much better teams to work with, but Russell Wilson is kind of a Houdini magic, magician quarterback, um, you know, and a, you know he'll drive you crazy sometimes with sacks and turnovers, but he'll make you a ton of plays, and they've obviously won a lot of games uh, in Seattle, not just because of him, but largely uh, because of him. Now, real quickly, Chris Sims on PFT Live on NBC Sports Network on Monday morning with Mike Florio mentioned the Redskins as a team that should call the Seattle Seahawks about a trade for Russell Wilson. Yeah, okay. Okay. I mean, Sorry, I'm just throwing it out there. I have no idea how they would pay Russell Wilson. No clue. I'm going to leave it at that. You guys can do whatever you want with it. Uh, They should not be in the Russell Wilson business. Please, go find your own Russell Wilson. Um, 
That's all I'm going to say about that. They should have taken him instead of Josh Laribas in the third round in 2012, but they didn't. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'll leave it at that. We have a lot more to come on the next edition. This is episode number 208. Thanks for being with us. Don't forget to check out 207 on Reuben Foster, 206 on Kyler Murray's visit, and the Redskins potentially trading up. We've got it all covered for you right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. And again, go check out at Locked on NFL Net, and you can get a hold of that audio mock draft of all 32 teams uh, and first-round picks. Have a great rest of the day wherever you might be listening to the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.